When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Right, we're into the home stretch now, which of course means it's time for the panel, proudly sponsored by Malray Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury Rugby. Well, joining me today, Brian Ashby back again and Richard Nola. Guys, welcome along to the show. Thanks so much for your time. Hey, Frankie. Nice to be on board. Righto. Let's start with the All Blacks. It is always such a big talking point. Let's let's have it, Richard. Your thoughts on that match against Japan? I've I've got to say I thought Japan were pretty good, but uh, I've also got to say I think the All Blacks were they were pretty average. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's start with Japan first and give them the praise that they deserve. Um, they were innovative. Uh, they're enthusiastic, full of energy, and I mean, clearly it's a credit to the team and, and obviously a credit to their coaches. You know, New Zealanders, Jamie Joseph and, and Tony Brown, uh, they were just everything we probably we wanted the All Blacks to be in many ways in, in the way they showed their tenacity and determination. And I, I was pretty disappointed with that effort from the All Blacks. Um, you know, up 21-3 in the first spell, you... You know, we, we saw some pretty good tries there. And um, looking on from here in New Zealand, you thought, well, here we go. It's going to be showtime. And you got the feeling, and with the benefit of hindsight, that's possibly what the players thought. Because uh, the, the way they, they lost concentration and focus and um, their tactics, which I, I thought were questionable, was pretty disappointing, especially from guys who had plenty to prove. Um, it was just something that we didn't want to see. And it sort of reflected... All Blacks year this season. It's just been such a yo-yo exercise. Mm. Uh, you put all the dramas aside around Ian Foster and you know hanging on to his job and everything like that. The All Blacks are just, for me, have just not fired consistently. And this is where this Northern Tour is going to be so, or the remaining part of the Northern Tour is going to be so important. You know, starting obviously in, with Wales and Cardiff. Uh, just expect a lot better. And uh, and for me, you know, just to finish up on this topic before you probably hand over to Brian is, I just want to see the All Blacks put something out for 80 minutes. And I want a decent, not a decent, I want a game plan that is convincing. I want to see the All Blacks be innovative. I want them to, to be able to shift the ball in contact quickly and, and look for space because that's what the Japanese did and they scored some terrific tries and that probably had the fingerprints of the likes of Tony Brown all over it. Um, yeah, so plenty to prove in Cardiff and lots of improvement required. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a little bit, I mean the performance itself, Brian, was, was a little bit concerning but is there a little bit of concern as well that actually I saw a lot of column inches dedicated to the loss to Argentina and the discussions around Foster and it almost felt this game against Japan, yep, we got away with the win, but there was just it felt like there was a lot less care about it. And is is that a concern on the back of, of the way the All Blacks are playing? I think we're almost conditioned to um to average performances from the All Blacks at the moment, unfortunately. Um how good Warner Dern's incidentally for Japan. Wow, that that, that was uh that, that was pretty special. But, you know, I, I, concerns that have been there all the way through, really, are still there for me. I'm, I'm not convinced by the loose forward mix at all. The only 
one that sort of really excites me is Adi Savir. Um, Richie Moonga remains an enigma at test level. We know what a wonderful player he is, but uh, and, and what a great strategist he is, but we're not seeing it consistently at, at, at test match level. Look, going back to you know, what I just said about being conditioned to it, for me, a loss to either Wales, 1952-53, I think, the last time. Scotland never lost to them. For me, that's, that's the end of Ian Foster. It has to be. We've, we've been conditioned to... We've, we've had so many firsts in this era. A loss to either of those sides, I, I, I think, for me, is, is fall-on sword time. I, I'm, I'm disappointed with the All Blacks. I, you know, in fact, I actually... Um, I, I, watched, I watched Black Ferns, um, and then I watched All Blacks. Um, I, I just... I'm I'm just really struggling to they're just not capturing my imagination at the moment. Yeah, they've been a, a frustrating watch and, and I think possibly Ian Foster he hasn't maybe enamoured himself with the public as, as ones would have liked. But yeah, it's an interesting time ahead for the All Blacks. And um Richard, you, you made mention of, of the coaching staff of Japan and what a good job they've done and, and the style of rugby they're playing. What did you make of the little uh, Jamie Joseph jibe at the All Blacks that the the brave blossoms were looking forward to testing out their game plans on a, a better side. Yeah, yeah, and and also making the fact that when he played with the All Blacks, uh, they when he was a member of that team, they went out in the field knowing that the other team, even before the ball had been kicked off, that the other team feared them, and then he basically said that the All Blacks lost that fear factor. Uh, and it's a fair statement from just what we've seen this year. And Brian, you know, reflected on it earlier with his statements, just with the the defeats we had, the first ever loss to, to Argentina, first, you know, a couple of losses to, you know, the historic losses to Ireland in the domestic series. Um, it is a worry. Uh, Jamie Joseph hit the nail on the head. Um, if you wanted to perhaps have a wee bit of a conspiracy theory or look deeper down the rabbit hole or just look at it a wider context, is he sending a statement out for when he and Tony Brown will surely have a crack for the job after the World mm-hmm. Cup next year? Um and he probably was saying what we're all thinking. You know, this All Black side, they, you know, what we've seen this year, they are no longer, you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, it's the, the inconsistency. Um, I don't think it's that people have lost their care for the team. I think um, absolutely they follow the All Blacks and, and they want them to succeed, but there's an element of frustration. Like, if they lost to Wales on the Sunday morning, would anyone really fall off their stall after what was seen earlier this year? Probably not. They would probably roll their eyes and go, well, should we be that surprised? I don't think they will lose. But I have said that earlier this year. I did not think they would lose to Argentina and Christchurch after the epic win in Johannesburg. I mean, who would have predicted that? It's, mm. It just sums up their season, really. And I, yeah, and that, this is the thing with Ian Foster. He has to find a way through this. He has to get them to be consistent. And that's the job of the head coach, to get them up for every game and to be performing as we expect of the All Blacks. Yeah, and, and now, of course, without Brody Retallick as well, he's, he was shown the red card and then a ban of, of two weeks. Do you think that was worthy of two weeks, Brian? Oh, look, you put yourself in that situation and the way these things are being ruled, you know, you, you're, you're dancing with danger, aren't you? So I'm not mm. surprised. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is, really. Um, and it is unfortunate because I think the best the All Blacks forward combination has worked this year was when uh, we had Scott Barrett playing on the blind side, you know, but he's yeah. been forced back into the, into, into the middle row now. So, um, you know, I, he, he, early on, I, you know, I thought he was very effective in that role, but various sort of circumstances have, 
conspired against that sort of, you know, pretty much happening again. So, yeah, it is disappointing. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, Retallick and Sam Whitelock are still tremendous players. Are they, are they still the same players they were a couple of years ago? Probably not. And I think the disappointing thing for me is that guys like um, Patrick Tuipoloto, uh, uh, Tupuvai, they're not, re- they don't, you know, they're not test starters. Tuipoloto's been around for a long, long time. Um, but the ch- there's no real hardcore challenges banging the door down to say, pick me for the second row. You know, and it, it's, it's been a long, long time that those guys have been our, our leaders in, in, in that second row. And I think, you know, that's probably one of the disappointing things about the tight five uh, at the moment is that, you know, we've got a pretty good starting side, but but it's um, it's those beating the door down. I think the front row. I think they've worked effectively on that since Jason Ryan's come in, and and I like what I'm seeing there. And you know, where they'll be in 12 months from now, I think is is quite exciting. But the second row, I think that's um, you know, that that longer term, um, and and, and crystal ball gazing beyond the next World Cup. You know, it, it's I, I think it's a little bit concerning. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with you. And Sam Whitelock, of course, he's got the he's got the captain's armband back on. He's got that over Artie Savier, and I can only hope that's to allow him to to just free up and get back to playing his best rugby as well. But do you think, uh, Richard? Do you think we're gonna, ever going to see him on the open side, or or is he just he's stuck at eight, even though there's no Sam Kane around? Uh, I I think we've seen Ian Foster nail nail his colours to the mast uh, around the subject. Um, yeah, I personally would love to see Savia back at number seven. I can understand why they have it at eight, and you know, it gives him opportunity to attack more from the base of the scrum, get his hands in the ball. I, you know, you talk of Sam Kane, and you know, obviously, unfortunately for him, he's had to return home with those with a cheekbone fracture. Mm. But I, yeah, I remain unconvinced that he he's their best number seven going into the World Cup next year. And look, I have no doubt in my mind that if he's fit, he will go to that tournament because that's who Ian Foster is stuck. With um, personally, I'd rather I'd rather see have Sevilla there, and I just even watching that Japan game and just uh, in, you know observing Sam Kane's play, you know he he put in a good solid shift. There's no doubt about that, and I would say there's no doubt that his peers respect him. He's a good guy, but like his teammates, he didn't play the house down. Um, mm. And you look at that and you think was that a performance where you really needed your captain? Perhaps if he played out of a skin pull the group together so they could put the Japanese side away. Well, did we see that? Probably not. Um, but we know from history, we know from what we've seen this year with Ian Foster, um, even in terms of with him, uh, with Kane being replaced in the latter quarter of the tests we saw earlier. And, you know, you sort of think that that's pretty unusual to take your skipper off, especially when things are going down to the wire. And Foster being unrepentant, there's no doubt he's going to stick with him through the World Cup. I'm convinced of that. Do I think it's the right tactic? No, no, I don't. But um, that's the way forward and that's the way they're thinking of it. And the other side of all says I'm bloody lucky to have Artie Sevier, you know, that he is still yeah. playing the house down from number eight. That's that one thing. He is, that guy is dynamite. Um, and, you know, you talk about the tight five, but you talk about the back row as well, getting that mix right and what a loss he would be if he gets injured next year ahead of the World Cup. God forbid that, you know, you don't want to even think about it, but. He is such a vital asset to the All Blacks forward pack. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he's massive. And and talking about injury, I guess um, Dane Coles injured once again. Those calves playing up. He's gone home. Cody Taylor with the start. How important is this tour for for him, Brian? Because I think Takiaho, I think he's been the the form hooker 
uh, going around. How how important is this for Cody Taylor to actually say, no, I'm I'm back on the horse, I'm back playing Test match level footy, and, and I deserve to be in the number two jersey. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Tokiaho is, is, is clearly the man at the moment, and uh, uh, but you know, I think that the yips that we saw from Cody Taylor, I think he, he's certainly not playing to the level that we've seen in the past, but he's he's not playing as badly as we we saw uh, the, the you know when we saw him sort of get dropped uh, and so on. So um, he, he'll be fine. He'll be there for the World Cup. I'm excited about George Bell uh, in the All Blacks mm. 15. He's somebody that I, I you know. Gosh, he, he's really going to be something. Uh, that young man, Dane Coles. I'm, I was puzzled when he was re-signed for as long as he was by New Zealand Rugby, given his age and the injuries were starting to creep in. Um, he is limping towards a World Cup, and in my mind, I don't see him being there in 12 months from now. Um, he's, he's for me, he's kind of um, the Ali Williams of days gone by except on the wrong side of a World Cup, if you know what I mean. This time it's going in instead of coming out of the World Cup. Uh, so, you know, is this the last we've seen him? Probably not because of the way he's contracted next year. But, you know, the challenges are there. Um, obviously, Brody McAllister has played well for Canterbury. Um, Bell yeah. is, is, is a wonderful player. Um, and, 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 and Taylor and, and, and Tokiaho, I just don't see a need for Dane Coles, given the development of these, these other guys that are, are knocking on the door, unlike in the second row. Yeah, that, that is fair, and it has a little bit of the feeling that Father Time is, is creeping up on Dane Coles. But, Richard, what do you make of this this um, side that they've picked to play Wales? Are there some, some talking points in it? Do you like what you see? Are there some, some different faces maybe you would have liked to see in this game? Oh, yeah, well, the notable one, of course, is um, Geordie Barrett at 12. So, um, you know, clearly in, the, in those, those last couple of tests against the Aussies when he, he had to shift into to number 12 in Melbourne and then he started at Eden Park when they needed to win to nail the, the rugby championship title. And he was, he was excellent uh, at Eden Park when they sumped the Aussies. Um, but this, you know, with David Harvili back, um, and obviously two of us have been sent back to the All Blacks 15, uh, this to me, I, it was a real indicator that Foster is looking ahead to the World Cup and... Despite his curious comments earlier in the year when he didn't seem to be overly thrilled when Jason Holland was playing Barrett at 12 for the Hurricanes in Super Rugby Pacific, he Foster's clearly come around to the idea that, that Barrett could be the linchpin of the, of the midfield. Uh, and, I, and I understand why, given his performance at Eden Park against the Wallabies, for starters. And secondly, he's such a big guy and he runs hard at the line. He, uh, he has a physical presence because of his height and there's also that ability, that offload ability, for runners either side of the shoulder, um, yeah, it's going to be it's tough on David Havili because I, I was sort of hoping to see him get more of a chance to you know work on that combination he's got with Rika Ioani, and obviously you got Anton Leonard Brown as well. But to me, that's that's the big talking point. Um, I, I like the fact that Bowden Barrett's at fifteen. I'd have to say that um, uh, Richie Mawanga, you know, he, obviously they have this dual playmaker tactic that, that they can use between Bowden and, and Mawanga. And, yeah, I really want to see Richie Mohanga step up in this game. Um, you know, up and down, isn't it? You, he can be terrific in some games. And then, I, yeah, I, I was pretty... Yeah, I expected him to be a lot better against uh, Japan and Tokyo last week. I uh, I think this is his, he's really going to have to step up in Cardiff. That, to me, is a talking point. And the other one is that probably just without going through the whole side is Shannon Frizzell at, at number six. Um, again, I, I know Foster rates him highly. Um, but to me, the real race for that number six jersey is going to be next year 
when Retallica's fit, um, you've got the option of Scott Barrett, obviously, and then, of course, you've got Ethan Blackadder, who's going to come back as well, and uh, everything he brings, just the energy and aggression he brings as a number six option as well. So, yeah, I, I think this is a big game for Shannon Frizzell. I, you know, I'm actually quite a big fan of him. I, I like when he's on fire, he offers so much, you know, especially being a line-out option and also just a, a power hitter on both sides of the ball. But again, he's just that consistency. Um, so, yeah, I, I, when it come kick-off tomorrow, he, he is one guy, along with Mawanga, I really like to see uh, fire on all cylinders. Yeah, there's a few with a point to prove, that is for sure. Brian, come back to you, Black Ferns. What's your, what's your prediction for a big semi-final against France? Yeah, I, look, I, I'm looking forward to this in so much as um, you know, a strong challenge, stronger challenge up front. Um, they're going to go to the final. They're going to have to beat the, the you know, and, and win this world title. They're going to have to beat their best forward pack in, in world rugby, women's world rugby in, in, in England. So um, they're really going to have to step up uh, in, in, in this one. They haven't really been tested majorly to this point. They're, clearly there have been improvements and they're enjoying playing together and are playing with a real sort of freedom and so on. But you know, the old cliche about it all starts up front, um, that's what it's all about this time around in a semi-final. Uh, I think they can get the job done. Uh, I like what I'm seeing from them. But, you know, we, we know that the French are, are pretty useful in the win-loss records. Um, there's, there's not a lot in it sort of tipping it in the, the, the Blackfern's favour at the moment. So... Uh, yeah, look, look very much looking forward to this. And how about the cricket? That's that's the other thing, Brian. I've got to manage to shoehorn that in somehow. Can the Black Caps go all the way? Um, well, you know, T Twenty is. I, I've only it's taken me years to warm to T Twenty. I'm a I'm a bit of a traditionalist, really, and I never really was a fan of one day cricket. I love Test cricket, so it's taken me a long time to warm to T Twenty cricket. Yeah, they can um, because it, you know it, at times. It's such a momentum game um, in, in, in the, the, the shortest form. Um, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing from... I, I really enjoy... Always enjoy India. And it's great seeing Virat Kohli in there at the moment. Pressure on... Uh, ridiculous pressure on Kane Williamson. There shouldn't be. He's Kane Williamson. And, uh, you know, like I say, it's a, it's a momentum game. And he'll, he'll, you know, be his magnificent self in, in, in the blink of an eye. Can they go all the way? Yeah, of course they can. They've started the tournament well. we bit of a blip against England. Um, but you know you'd you'd expect that with this many games in the tournament somewhere along the way. So yeah, I think they are good enough to get the job done. Yeah. How about you, Richard? We've seen upsets galore in that T20 World Cup. You think there could be a few more coming up, and and maybe the Black Caps could be the ones lifting the cup? Uh, yeah, I, I really don't know to be honest. There have been so many upsets. Um, you know, you, you turn the TV off and you go to bed and you wake up in the morning and you and then you look at the results and you sort of think. How has this happened? I mean, yeah. to me, it, it you know, re- really sums up T20 cricket, doesn't it? The just the, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get. Uh, Called New Zealand, can they? Yes, they can, but plenty of other teams can as well. Uh, just on the Kane Williamson thing, a terrific player, an absolute great player, no doubt about that. Um, but we need him to just speed things along, get it going, because New Zealand is certainly going to need the likes of him to get, get that run rate ticking over a lot quicker. Uh, I just like like us to see to even get in the final it's a bit like the black ferns really isn't it i mean if they can get into the final against england what a terrific occasion that would be for new zealand rugby not just women's rugby for new zealand rugby to, to have a showcase like that at eden park and the same with the black caps so they can get into the final you know especially at t20 anything's possible so we'll see how it goes yeah that's it you got to be in it to win it well thank you both so much brian ashby richard nola outstanding to have you both on for a chat looking forward to hopefully catching up again soon Enjoy the rest of your weekend, people.
Yeah. Wonderful. Cheers. Thanks, guys. That's the panel done and dusted for another week. And that's about all we've got time for here today as well. Thanks for joining me. It's been an absolute blast talking all things sport. We'll be back same time, same place next week. We will catch you then. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.